What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping the 9450 Code Name WBB. I'm Daniel Artes, your host. Got my co my brother, my ace boom from the other room, K Dot in the building. K Dot, what's going on, brother? What's popping? Talk to me. Hey, yo, what up? What it is? What's popping? You know how it is. Everything's all good. It was an exciting weekend. Just want to give you guys a quick note. I was able and blessed to be a part of something that was really good, representing our brand, and then also representing what I'm actually contributing with as Republic. But just more importantly, being able to cover the Asia Wilson basketball camp yesterday was really good. Really great experience, good vibes. I was able to meet some incredible people. So shout out to everybody that I met on yesterday. I represented us real well. DA, you will definitely be proud of how 9450 is out there. And it's crazy because as as good as we we are at our craft, we're also humbled to know that people are out there really listening to us and really out there giving us a little bit of love. It was really cool. Just being a part of it, it crazy in itself. But actually having those conversations, those real conversations, was definitely dope. That was pretty cool. I met some people from the committee. Shout out to Lo. She was out there doing her thing as a staffer and a coach for the Asia Wilson basketball campus. She did her thing. Shout out to Markeisha. She always does her thing. Khadijah, shout out to you, you know, for sure. And then, of course, shout out to Jay Lee, the agent, of course, Asia Wilson, and Gold Medal Lee. She was there as well. Peace and blessings. Shout out to all of you guys. But it was great. It was great. Yo, listen, I ain't going to front, kid. When you told me that Gold Medal Lee and Asia Wilson heard of us, I was like, Oh yeah, we in the bag now, man. So salute to them. Really glad that you was able to go out there and stuff. My birthday was yesterday, so I wasn't able to make it. Finally hit the Big 40. That's gonna be my new nickname from now on. Big 40 in the building. Big, Big 40 in the building. The Big 40. Oh. Nah, but hey, let's, let's just hold on. Before you, hold on. Happy, but happy belated birthday to you. We here have a uh, uh, an official show on your birthday. But peace and blessings to you. More life, more blessings. Happy belated birthday to you. So. We just not gonna just not mention it. So we had I had to mention it. Yeah. The whole Mike Gundy thing is a thing now. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, let's get I'm a man. <laughs> I am 40. Don't let me. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's the vibes right there. Now let's just get right into it real quick. So we were just talking on the phone and we were like, shit, let's talk, let's make a podcast about it. My phone conversations be too elite, man. We might have to start recording our phone conversations now. And then just letting it go from there because once our phone conversations be hit, we'd be like, yo, we gotta talk about it. He was like, yo, I got some time. I was like, I got some time. So we're gonna make it happen. Some issues going on in the women's basketball community. We got the uh Paige Beckers versus Caitlin Clark dilemma or drama or whatever, who's better than who. And I don't like it, K Dot, to be honest. I really don't like it. I really think that we should be mature enough, grown enough to be in a space where we can congratulate a player without trashing the other especially if a player that you know you're trying to trash is actually pretty good who's actually been averaging 27 points seven rebounds seven assists for her college career led the nation in points and assists last year i think that i think that the discourse on player comparisons is really getting out of hand so like before we really dive into these two players caitlin clark and from iowa and Paige beckers from yukon what's your your thoughts on the conversation going on? The conversation is an interesting one. Obviously, it's something that I really hadn't paid attention to because of just certain avenues and the algorithm within my social media space doesn't allow me to go through it. But 
it's an interesting conversation for sure. And with much respect to both players, I do believe that it is a great conversation to have because they are both incredible players. But if you're looking at it just from a basketball standpoint, my thing is what's the point of having a conversation? Because obviously both players are incredible, but to compare one versus the other, to me personally, I think from a dynamic of how they utilize their talents for their teams, I think me personally is completely different. I think that Caitlin, of course, is definitely the hands down quintessential scorer of volume player that Iowa needs. And I think that Paige Beckers is more so of the floor general playmaking player that UConn definitely needs and know that they need, but not necessarily to a point where it's Paige Beckers and no one else. Because if you're comparing the schools, just going in that regard, it's night and day. You know, UConn is UConn. And I think that when you're trying to compare one player to the other, the dynamics are just completely different. And it's one thing to say that Caitlin Clark does this for her team, but then you try to put it towards Paige Becker is doing something for her. Like, it's, to me, it's just totally different. Like, Caitlin Clark, six, obviously putting up numbers because she is the star player at Iowa and they need her to do that. But with Paige Beckers, I don't necessarily believe that UConn just desperately needs her to do what Caitlin Clark does for Iowa. So I think the comparison is pretty bogus. And not to say that one player is better than the other. And of course, now we're getting into a point where, oh, look at them being politically correct. No, we're not being politically correct. We're telling you the real on what look like. Because if you look at a certain person for a certain program, if that person is the only person that can do whatever they need to do for their team to win, that's what they're going to do. That means they're going to have much more volume of shots. That means they're going to have much more usage ability. Like it's just night and day. And I feel like it's a, you're doing a disservice and being disingenuous on trying to compare one player to the next when their games are totally opposite. Exactly. Totally opposite games. And both players are definitely appreciated for what they do, what they bring to the table. When Paige Beckers is healthy, like she's super elite. She can score, she could defend, she can pass. She could pretty much do it all, everything. And with what you're getting from Caitlin, like, she be getting the scoring ability, the passing ability and everything. You wish that Caitlin would play better on defense, but you also understand that her usage rate is so high that she has to do the lion's share of the offense. And just when I say the lion's share of the offense, I'm not talking about just points. She's also putting points on the board by giving the assists out and everything. I just think that uh, the conversation is crazy when we're comparing these two great players. And with UConn fans, what annoys me about them is that when we talked about this earlier, I feel like that UConn fans really stoop down to the level of these other fans. Not saying that the other fans are bad fans because they're not, but UConn, gotta un UConn fans got to understand something. Y'all ran the gauntlet in women's college basketball since I was 12 years old. And of course, y'all had y'all years where y'all was dominant, but there was always another singular player. Like after UConn won their championships in 95, then you got Shamika Holstor coming out, winning three in a row. Then you had UConn doing anything again. And then Candace Parker coming in 
doing it, doing her thing and stuff. But UConn was still always there. I think that the situation is that the UConn fan base probably just feel a certain way because their team is not really being talked about right now because of, you know, everybody else is getting love, getting a lot of flowers right now. And the playing field evened out real quick. But I also feel like one thing about UConn, Kada, and we talked about this, was that when UConn is back, they back. <laughs> you know, when they're back winning championships, they're not going to win one and then come back a couple of years later and win one. No, when UConn start winning championships again, there's going to be championship after championship after championship. Like, this team done, they did stuff that nobody else ever did. I, I forgot how many championships they got, but I know that Gino has more than John Wooden. I know that for sure he has more than John Wooden. I know that he had a game, a win streak that was over 100 and something games. It's crazy, over four years. I know they had a time where they won four championships in a row with Stoops. I feel like with UConn fans, it is what it is, right? What UConn fans should do, honestly, is when teams start talking, say scoreboard. Put up the ring, put up the championship banners, say scoreboard, and kill any conversation. It's crazy, like, how toxic it's getting. But it is what it is at this point, KDOT. But anything else you want to add, brother? What's up? Yeah, I just want to add this because one thing we talked about in pre-prod is era, right? Yeah. Eras are always made to be changed. Yep. Not necessarily eras are made to be broken. Eras are made to be changed. There were so many different eras that we lived through in our lifetime, in our generation that has changed. Perfect example. We talk about my era. My era was the big T, old jeans era. There's nobody wearing Big T and Jabot jeans anymore, bro. Like, my thing is, it's compared, compared to that. And it's okay. Will it come back? Maybe not. Will UConn come back to dominance? Maybe not. I'm not saying that they will. I'm not saying that they won't. But it comes a point where errors are made to be changed. We look at it in sports all the time. The Chicago Bulls in the 90s was a dynasty. It was an error. Everybody was talking about them until Jordan retired, Pippen left, and the era was gone. Yep. Then it became a new, and I think it's the same thing in the WNBA with the Houston Comet. They won the first four championships. That was an era. Everybody was used to, to them winning, right? And then the era was gone. And then you come into a point where you get into college basketball. Guess what? It's the era of Don Staley, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And we're going to get a little bit into more detail with that, but we have to understand that when you are a part of something, there are going to be, there are going to be some things that are going to change. And the only thing that you can do as a fan is continue to be a fan and support, and support your team. And yeah. for UConn right now, it's just not their era. The, the era that as of right now, it isn't their era. 2016 was the end of an era. It was a great era. It was a great era, but it's the end of an era. And at this point, you want to enjoy college basketball the way that it is. And if there's a new era that comes up and you don't like it, okay, that's fine. That's your, you're entitled to how you feel about it. But at the same time, you don't have to be negative. You don't have to be toxic about it, especially if you're a lover of basketball. And I think at this point, me, it's a little ridiculous to see the toxicity, even though I'm a peaceful person and just want to see who it's just, a sh it's just shameful to see a whole bunch of toxicity and negativity towards a team that's really just trying to be what UConn was, what Tennessee was, their respective eras when they were winning three and four in a row. That's all that is. 
Yeah, exactly. That yo, I don't really have to say much because like you, you hit it on the head. And also, another thing about it is that everybody be talking about growing the game and stuff. And I think that when it happens like that, and then we start seeing personal stuff being thrown about on a public format such as social media, I think that it actually hurts the game. There's a way to grow the game without doing controversial stuff. Talking basketball, actually having great basketball knowledge, which a lot of these fans really have amazing knowledge and everything. But, and also you could put a lot of blame on media too, K-Dot, on mainstream media because of how the lack of coverage when it comes to certain players, which has everybody on the defensive end right now trying to boost up their player, boost up their team and stuff. So the media got to do better because if we're watching men's college basketball, it ain't like that. It ain't like how it is on the woman's side. If we watching the NBA, it ain't like that to how it is in the WNBA as far as the fans and everything. I just feel like every fan that we come across is always on the defensive end because of the lack of coverage of certain players and stuff. And yeah, leave Dawn Staley alone, please. Leave Dawn Staley alone. This is her time. This is her era right now and everything. We, then, then we be getting a little... I, I see that little boss in slander, bro. Somebody who had won 11, 10 or 11 individual awards in the season last year, like Aaliyah did. No, there's no, that's slander proof right there. Somebody that's already know they're going to move to the city of Indianapolis months ahead, months before. She's probably looking at different houses right now and stuff. Hey, Aaliyah, if you're listening to this podcast, Zionsville, Carmel, those are the nice places that you will want to be. I think that with your salary and your endorsements, you'll be good out there. But, but I just think that just leave them alone. South, South Carolina's time right now. Let's just applaud it. Let's just salute it because we're going to come back 10, 11 years later or whatever. And then we're going to re remember this time and stuff. And then y'all going to applaud it like, like y'all never was throwing shade and slandering and everything. That's what happens. We see it a lot. We even see it on the, on the LeBron and how much hate he gets when he's doing his thing. And then years later, when it's time for retirement, we'll give him them flowers. Like how everybody was mad at Kobe Bryant, how everybody was hating Kobe. And then now, oh, Kobe's the most loving person before his untimely passing and everything. So we need to just stop and just support these players and stuff. And let's just have fun because there's going to be a time when, one day when, you know, us as independent, independent, independent media is going to get hurt from this because they can tune us out easily. They can tune us out because we, we're the ones that have the loudest voices right now. But we also don't have the access and we can get tuned out by these players to the point where they can start doing their own player controlled Twitter spaces where they only just talking to players on their own or whatever. And then not including media, independent media or whatever. So we need to really know what we're doing and stuff like that, especially if we're trying to grow this game and whatnot. But that's all pretty much I got to say about that part. I, gotta, I do got a rant, though. Not a rant, but listen. Can we talk about Britney Sykes real quick? That's okay with you? Oh, yeah. Let's move over to the pro level. Well, so I, um, I've been watching Britney play. I've seen her last couple of games. And I actually had to hit her up. And was like, yo, B, listen, I didn't know you had all that in your game. I did not know that. Because we, we see her as the, the elite defender that she is. Should have been first team. Um, but everybody says her offense be lacking and everything. But, the, hey, listen, that Euro Sykes is different, bro. All right? Like, she's been putting up a lot of points, looking really efficient and everything. Coach is letting her play and stuff. And I hit her up, and I was just like, yo, if they just only let you play your game. If they just let you just be you, just be a hooper. I feel like, man, the sky is definitely the limit for her. She's a hooper. She's not a basketball player. You know the difference between a basketball player 
and a hooper. Like she is a hooper because she can play multiple positions. She can defend multiple positions. Her feel for the game is so dope. She's an artist, and I feel like the Sparks just don't let her paint. You know, I'm not going to tell y'all what she said in response to everything that I said, <laughs> but I feel like, man, I feel like the W is really missing out on one right now. If they just let her, I wish I can coach her in the W. I know exactly what she can do, and, and she can do way more than what a lot of people think. Like, she... You just give her the ball and then just let her create on the fly. Like, great things can happen. Whether people think that she struggled with her jump shot and stuff, but I think that she struggles with her jump shot because she's just in a box. Like, everything has to flow because the way she starts off the game and everything, starting off on the defensive end, she really takes jump shots to, to start the game. She's getting to the basket. Like, just put the ball in her hands, man. I think that she could really do something. Okay? Like, I've really been enjoying her, her game, and it's just been, it's just been crazy. I say, unleash her. Unleash Britney Sykes, please. Unleash her and let her blossom into the player that I know that she can become, that she knows that she can become. So, so with Britney Sykes, and much love, much respect to Britney Sykes, uh, of course, a friend of the show. I, I believe that there are certain avenues in 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 pro and pro sports where you're looking at people's ability to do certain things. And sometimes in certain leagues, they suppress those abilities. And I do believe that in the WNBA, Brittany Sykes has been suppressed because she's been labeled as arguably one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And that's pretty much the WNBA's moniker of Brittany Sykes. And because she's doing what she's doing overseas from an offensive standpoint and from a, not only an offensive standpoint, but just a pure scoring standpoint, when you talk about the definition between a basketball player and a hooper, the natural ability to put the ball in the hoop is indeed a hooper. And that's what Brittany Sykes is. And that's what we haven't been seeing in the WNBA, which we would like to see more. And hopefully with, the new coaching staff of what Kurt Miller is bringing in, hopefully we will be able to see that because guess what? With respect to what we saw in Connecticut, we didn't necessarily see the unleashing of a natural hooper in Connecticut. And what I mean by that is when you look at like how the roster was built, how the roster was set up, you did have one there in my opinion, and that person is, of course, Courtney Williams, and she did an amazing job, but a little bit of like how schemes play out, there was some inconsistency there. And what I see coming up this season in 2023 for a Brittany Sykes is the consistency of said player that Kurt Miller can possibly unleash. It's a matter of time, of course, we have to see that happened. We have to see it come into fruition. But I personally believe that Sykes is one of those players who can actually do everything that needs to be done to get arms in, in, in that column. Um, I like that you talked about Brittany because I know you've been following her a lot and I know that you've been very high on Brittany. And it's amazing to see what she's doing right now overseas because I think that it could be a case and I'm just speculating. We might be able to see the 
full growth and full potential of Brittany Sykes' overall game, just like we saw the full growth and full potential of Jackie Young's game. I'm calling it right now. I believe that Brittany Sykes can offensively have the success that we saw Jackie Young have just from an overall perspective, being voted third in MVP in the WNBL last season and then translating it coming over to the WNBA and actually winning the championship. I guarantee you, she still would have been, and Jackie Young still would have been in that MVP conversation if she did not injure her ankle and was out for those two weeks because I think it broke her rhythm. But I think that I can compare the same success for Brittany Sykes coming in to 2023. And hopefully we're right about that, especially knowing that there's a new coaching staff in LA and hopefully that potential can unleash. So I'm ready. I'm honestly ready to see that. I'm honestly ready to see that. So and she's I'm, already on our 2023 WNBA season players to watch list. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to add another player to that list. And this is a player that I personally had a conversation with, and that's Alicia Gray. And I'm telling you right now, with her coming into AU, which I cannot wait to see her play in AU. Yeah. Once she unleash gold medal leash, it's going to be barbecue chicken for the rest of the league. And I say this because with much respect to Alicia Gray's game, I personally feel like she should have been a three-time All-Star. I personally feel she should have been first-team All-Defense as well. And what more can she do to convince the voters that she is her? I posted on my Instagram story, a shout out to Nas for King's Disease 3. He got a joint on there called Legit. And that's one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite songs. And I said that Alicia Gray is legit. Arguably one of the most underrated players in the league. And I want to see her, along with Brittany Sykes, get those flowers as guards and be able to do what they've always done, but at least will be recognized for it. So I just wanted yeah. to add that. I wanted to add her to, to the potential players to watch the list for 2023. Yo, Alicia Gray at AU is going to be crazy. Woo! We got to look at the list. I don't have the list on my hand, but we got to have a separate AU podcast, guys. We will. Does Tosh Cloud actually get gets that top spot this year? That Alicia's there now. And stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited about this one right here. This Gen AU is crazy, y'all. Yo, so before we go, I wanted to really just talk about Dana Evans real quick, but you know, also want to extend my condolences out to everybody that's in, in um the city of Istanbul in Turkey, where Dana plays with Azare Stevens. Play with a big explosion there in the city. Um, six people was killed. A lot of um dozens was injured and everything. And it put a damper on Dana Evans' game that I wanted to talk about because she had 37 points, four steals, three assists, and two rebounds. Another player that also can definitely be on our players to watch list when we drop it because of what she was doing. She was getting buckets from everywhere. She's good, okay? And I think that another one, you know what I'm saying, on the, on the Brittany Sykes team as far as their game is better than what you may see because she don't really get that much time, whatever she's playing behind a legend. 
and band of salute and stuff, but another person that can provide spark plug and stuff. And when she's on, she on. That's a player, another player right there you cannot box is is Dana Evans and stuff. Well, she had a great game, but it just took the damper on it because of that explosion. A lot of people getting killed and stuff like that. But I just wanted to really just say shout outs to her for her amazing performance and stuff. But the Chicago Sky PR, you know, said in the email that her, Azure, they're both safe. So that's paramount over everything that we're talking about right now. So just glad that they're safe and they're healthy wherever they at in, in, in Istanbul and stuff. Just maintain their safety. Come home as you left. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also from a Nets Republic standpoint, Natasha Howard as well. So prayers up to all of our players that are over there, whether you're in the WNBA or not, if you're American born, prayers up to you all. Hopefully you all are safe and we are definitely keeping you guys on our minds, keeping you guys in prayer to make sure that you are going to be there and come home safe just as much as you, you left the state. Definitely prayers up to everybody over there for sure. Yeah, definitely. And before we get out of here, another player too that's doing their thing, I hope they get to come back to the W, you know, soon, is a Crystal Bradford. You know, she's... She for sure. Work, you know? For sure. I can't pronounce... It's funny because I can't really pronounce the teams that they be playing for because there's crazy languages, you know? I really can't pronounce it, but like from the social media clips and then from YouTube clips, I was saying like, all right, Crystal Bradford looking healthy again. So it's time for her to, to get back into the W and, and do her thing. And so I like her game. I think that she's another one of those... I wouldn't say underrated or whatever, I just think, I just really like her game. I just think that she's tough. I really do. I agree. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, definitely. All right, we're going to get on out of here. Thank you for listening to Keeping the 9450, codename WBB. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at the 9450. Follow myself, D underscore Artest on Instagram, Twitter, K.Lou3H on Instagram and Twitter. With that being said, I guess that's it. Hey, fans, stop playing. It's all love, man. Let's not get crazy on the timeline. Leave Aaliyah Boston alone. Leave Indiana Fever's own Aaliyah Boston alone. I'm saying it now, K-Dot. She's going to the fever, yo. Everybody's talking about COVID year. Use the COVID year. Nah. All right, real quick. We literally got like five minutes left. If she doesn't win the title this year, do she stay? Real quick. What do you think? Yeah? No? Well, she I think she died. I'm going to leave a solid taste. And yeah. but I think she's out. I think she's out. Yeah, she's out. She's out. Listen, it's funny. Indiana Fever, Liz Boston. Hey, just pick your jersey number you're there. But we're gonna, actually, we're going to talk about that too. But we got to do a separate podcast and everything on the draft lottery and stuff. And continue showing love, man. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We out. Love is love. Peace out.